Good morning, church. How is everyone today? Everyone doing good? Have you seen the evidence of God's goodness on your life? This is the second service. You had a little bit more time than the first to be well rested in response to what God is doing. Have you seen the evidence of God's goodness on your life, church? He's good. Oh, man, he's so good. I'm glad you're here today. I'm so thankful that you're here today. Today is a special day. You're probably thinking, wow, um, we only sang one song, and there was a video, and typically there's like a welcome guy here, but he, he pulled up the, the podium thing, and so we're, we're out of sorts today. Anybody think that? Like, man, what is happening? What is happening today? Well, today is a special day. Today is a little bit different than what we would typically see on a every other Sunday basis here, because today we get to celebrate what God has done in the past. And, and I'm excited about days like today where we can look and see at all the things that God has done because I think when we look back, it helps us as a church but also individually move forward. So before we get to that, before we start talking about all that awesome stuff, I, I want to share some things with you about what to expect next week. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to go to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. Next week, we're going to be starting a sermon series called The Ten. And in Exodus chapter 20, you will see where God writes his covenant law to his people. You and I call them the Ten Commandments. And, and here's what I want you to do, church. I, I want to challenge you. I want you to every single day this week, from Sunday to Sunday, I, I want you to read the Ten Commandments at least once a day. Can you do that? Do you like challenges? Do you like Bible challenges? I want you to read the Ten Commandments once a day for a week. Why? Because I want you to become familiar with the subject matter that we're going to start next Sunday. We're going to be in the Ten Commandments. Can anybody guess for how many weeks? Ten. For the, uh, and starting next week, for ten weeks, we're going to be in the Ten Commandments. Have you ever heard this question posed? Man, the Ten Commandments were written so long ago. Do they have really any bearing on life today? Does God really intend for the people that live in 2023 to abide by law that was written so long ago? You ever heard that? Here's a popular mindset in Christianity today even, and I pray you don't fall into this category. Man, now that we're on the other side of Jesus, the other side of his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. The, the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, they don't matter anymore. You ever heard that? Church, listen to me. The Ten Commandments very much matter. Now, now maybe we don't look at the Old Testament like we should, but that's the reason I'm going to challenge you to look at Exodus chapter 20 for a whole week. Because I don't want anything that we're going to talk about to take you off guard. Man, wow, we're really talking about that subject? We're really going there? Listen, the Ten Commandments will challenge you and refine your heart like nothing else in Scripture. They are still absolutely very much necessary in the life of a child of God after the grace of Jesus. So next week, we're going to talk all about that. We're going to set that up, and I cannot wait to spend 10 weeks talking about God's, I'm going to use this term, precious law. 
His law is a really good thing. So today, why do we do year-end reviews? You ever had that question? Man, why does the leadership here at Holland Chapel, why do we set out a whole Sunday, a whole day with with cool-looking graphics and numbers and statistics, why do we do this as a church? Why is this necessary? I think it's necessary for us as a church to move forward. And I want you to go to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Go to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. We're going to read 7 through 13. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. It says, On that day, David gave to Asaph and his fellow Levites the song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exult in his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles, and the rulings he has given. You children of his servant Israel, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen one. So why was this written? If you'll bear with me, I want to set up real briefly the context of what we're reading here. The people of God, the children of Israel, his people had just been conquered, had just been destroyed and exiled into Babylonian captivity. They were at their lowest. They felt defeated. They felt destroyed. They felt alone. They felt as if God had abandoned them. Now, in this particular scenario, what they are experiencing is because of their own sin. They had turned from God, and they had started to worship idols. So as their punishment, God destroys them. But what you're reading right here is they had just been exiled. They were low. They were defeated. And what the chronicler does here is he starts drawing on the past stories of God's faithfulness. Why does he do that? Why does he write about God's past faithfulness? He does this to fill the people of God with hope. He does this to fill the people of God with excitement, with enthusiasm that God is still God. He's still good. Even in my lowest moment, God is still God. Now, I might be thinking, well, Luke, he, uh, or here as a church, we're, we're coming off a really good year. Man, we have not been exiled. Praise the Lord, right? We've not been exiled. We're coming off a great year. Why does this matter? Why does looking back like like these people, why does it matter? Because when we look back, it helps us move forward as a church. And not just as a church, but individually. If you're looking back on 2022 in, in two categories, man, that was a really awesome year or wow, that was a terrible year. We need to look back to see God in the past to help us Move forward. Your your year may have been terrible. It may have been rough. You may have gone nine rounds with life. And you might be thinking, wow, I'm I'm struggling to look back and, and see good. God's there. If it's the best year of your life, look back and recognize that God's there. He's always been there and he's good. But here's what happens. 
as children of God. We, we look back, and if it was a great year, man, we, we don't want to move past that. We, we don't want to say, man, that was a good year. I want to stay in the good times. That's even true for churches. I, I know lots of churches that are caught up in the golden years. They cannot move forward because they are living in the past. You may be that way personally. You can't move forward with God because you're living in the past. When God wants his people to constantly move forward, forward. Are you excited about what God has for you tomorrow? Are you excited about what God has for you next week, next year? God is good and he pushes his people forward. So what you're reading here in this moment, they're low. They have no direction. And what David does is he brings the Ark of the Covenant in front of them, God. He brings God to the center of the situation. He says, remember him. Thank him. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want to work through this passage of Scripture to help us individually move forward from whatever year you're coming off of and also as a church so that we can move forward. How do we do that? How do we do that? The first thing that I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture is that we need to thank God. We need to thank Him. And I want to pose this question for you this morning. Do you thank God enough? When David writes this song of praise, he starts with thanking God. Thank him. Are you filled with a heart of gratitude for what God has done in your life, for what God has done in the life of this church? If you're going to move forward personally, if we're going to move forward as a church, we need to thank God. And here's what I want us to do as a church. I don't want this to be cheesy or staged or anything. If you are thankful for what God has done in your life and for what God has done here in Holland Chapel, I want you to give him something. A round of applause. Thank God for being good. God is good. And so what David is doing here, he's saying, don't focus on the scenario. Be reminded of what God has done. Be thankful for what God has done. What I know about thanksgiving, what I know about gratitude is if your heart is full of thanksgiving and gratitude, you're not going to be focused on the problems at hand. You're not going to be focused on the troubles that you're dealing with. You're going to be focused on how good God is. So right here in this song of praise, he says, thank God for what he's done. And this morning as a church, we have this opportunity to thank him. To thank him for what he's done last year, what he's done in the history of this church, the history of the church, and to thank him for what he's going to do this year and in the future. So if we're going to move forward, church, we need to thank God. The next thing I want you to notice here in this passage of Scripture is that we need to sing and exalt his name. We need to sing loud. Here's what I know about gratitude. Gratitude is often followed by praise. Amen? If your heart is full of thanksgiving, your heart cannot help but sing. I'm going to talk to the guys just for a moment. I'm going to sidestep and just talk to guys for a moment. Guys, here's what I know about singing. We are so reluctant to sing out loud, aren't we? They're reluctant to say anything. We are reluctant to sing praises to God. Many times in church we stand up and we sing or we watch our wives sing. Our wives are carrying the note. Listen, men, God has been good to you. Sing out loud. 
Sing praises to God. And here's what I know. If there was a camera in your truck on the way to work, you'd be singing. Why can't you do it here? I get it. George Strait is awesome. But God is awesomer. Sing. We sing praises because of what God has done. A thankful heart can't be silent. We praise him. And so what is being written here is in their lowest moment, they're, they're, they're ready for things to change. He says, be thankful and sing praises to God. So this morning, yeah, we only sung one song before preaching and the presentation of the year review, but we're not done. As we close today, we're going to finish with a couple more songs. And I want to hear men singing loud. Can we do that? God's been good to you. Sing praises. Exalt his name. You move forward by focusing on, giving thanks to, and singing praises to God. The next thing that I want you to see here in this passage of scripture is we need to remember of his goodness. We need to remember. Personally and corporately as a church, God's people throughout history are guilty of forgetting. If you were to look at the whole scope of the Old Testament, there's a common theme. There's a common theme from, from the beginning to the end that God is good. He delivers his people. They thrive. They mess up. He comes along and says, remember how good I am? And he saves them. And then he reminds them, do you remember how good I've been? God's people are quick to forget of his goodness. So David is saying, thank him, sing praises, and remember all that he has done, all of his good deeds, all of his mercy, all of his provision, all of his guidance, all of his power. Remember. I could stand out front and ask you on the way out, what did you have for dinner last night? We wouldn't remember. So if I was to say, do, do you remember what happened last year? How, how many souls God saved? How many people he added to this church? How the kingdom went forward? We're forgetful. And when we forget about God's goodness, we get sidetracked, don't we? We sidestep the, the direction that he wants us to go. We forget of his goodness. So, so the reason that mornings like this morning are important, the, the reason that we do this is it gives us an opportunity as a church to thank him. It gives us an opportunity as a church to sing praises of how good he is. And then it offers us a time as a church to remember. Now I want to speak to you personally for a second. You might be looking back at last year going, wow, um, I'm having trouble. Like you just don't understand how tough last year was. Like you don't know what happened. It's, it's really hard for me to write those down. I, I want you to take a moment, and I want you to think about how good God's been to you. Do y'all remember the song? Count your blessings. Name them what? One by one. See what all God has done. So if, if personally you're struggling to, to look back and go, man, I, I, it was tough. You're here this morning and you've got breath in your lungs, amen? God's been good to you. 
we need to remember all that God has done. It propels us forward when we can focus on that. Pastor Nick, would you come up here and help us remember all that God has done? Yes, I get the uh, awesome job of getting to share some cool stuff with you because we do all remember just this morning, I uh, had a conversation with my wife trying to remember if I wore this shirt last Sunday or not, and uh, neither one of us could remember, so I'm hoping that you can't either. We're going to look at this report, and uh, we're going to see a lot of numbers. And before we even start, I want to encourage you, I want to ask you to see more than just a bunch of numbers on the screen. These numbers represent people and their story. You can see kind of our little slogan at the bottom left. It says, every number has a name. Every number tells a story. And that story is of these individuals looking more and more like Jesus. That story is of their life of worship their life of service, and their life of connecting with other believers. So when we see these numbers, please recognize that it's more than a number. It's about people looking more and more like Jesus Christ and conforming their lives to match what his word says. Um, the first slide is just that, life change. It's, it's about literally going from death to life. It represents those who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ this past year. Um, uh, there you see 40 new members and 31 baptisms. That's worth celebrating, church. The new members there, those 40 new members, they all attended a membership class here at Holland Chapel, which is offered uh, quarterly. And at that membership class, at the conclusion of it, we as pastors and some other church members who help us from time to time uh, based on uh, attendance of the class get to hear those individuals' personal testimony, their personal story of how they came to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and how they followed him in baptism. Some of those baptisms came as a result of that class, but those baptisms Baptisms tell a number of stories as well. Some of those individuals have put off baptism for many, many years. Some of those individuals just, just recently recognized the importance of baptism and what the Bible says about baptism. And then some of those individuals are, are running on their journey of faith and they have just recently placed their faith in Jesus and they followed immediately with baptism. But all of those numbers represent people on different stages of life trying to look more and more like Christ. You're going to see several testimonies on the screen this morning, and I'm going to read those to you because I know it's small print, but I would like to encourage you to go back later this week. This is going to be posted on social media and read these testimonies. Uh, Look at these pictures and remember these stories. This one is from a man named Jeff Crone who's in the room this morning, and that's him on the far left on the bottom picture. And Jeff said, my kids had learned so much about Jesus after the few times we came to Holland Chapel. And after one service when Pastor Luke talked about salvation, I knew it was something I needed to do. I talked with my wife about it and she supported me. And after having a conversation with Pastor Keaton right back here in the church office one afternoon, I made the decision to follow Jesus, to be baptized and become a member of Holland Chapel. And that's just one of many stories of life change in 2022 that we got to be a part of. Uh, I want you to, as we go through this, to view these other numbers um, similarly as life change as well. They all demonstrate faith in action. When you see a number on this screen, that means that somebody put their faith into action and pursued Jesus. Look at this next slide here. This one's about missions and outreach. 
You can see there at the top left that uh, Holland Chapel gave $245,500 total outside of our walls. Those included our missionary support as well as other outreach uh, efforts. And those missionaries include uh, India, which if you all know Edgar Sathalura, you know we could do a whole Sunday report on just what God is doing in India. Uh, but India, Boston, uh, as a church plant led by a former pastor here, Jason Talent. Indianapolis, which a little sneak peek here to the 2023 year in review. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to be celebrating North Circle Church in Indianapolis becoming fully funded and self-supporting this year. But Indianapolis is one of those mission works. And then Story Church led by Pastor Aaron Johnson. You know that we've been partnering with Aaron for almost four years. You can see his testimony and some pictures in the top right there. Uh, Aaron Johnson wrote in, 2022 was a year God answered a big prayer for Story Church by giving us our own location. Within the first month in our new space, God brought four new families to help us advance our mission. In the next year, we are praying for God to double our church, both numerically and financially. And that's a challenge that I want to give you, church, to recognize that we support missions not only financially, but more importantly, even through prayer. And through going to visit these missionaries, either these that we've mentioned or another missionary that you know of, and encourage those individuals to keep telling people about Jesus. And so uh, join Aaron in that prayer. You also see there on the bottom left is a picture with some hair nets in it. You might remember that awesome day, our packing party. Uh, we packed 93,312 meals in that afternoon. And just to break it down for you, that would feed 255 kids a meal a day for one year. And church, you did that in an afternoon. It was a wonderful day, a packing party, lots of fun, and groups did uh, serve there together. My life group did. Uh, Jay Hansen's life group did. You can see his testimony in the bottom right about the packing party and about mission work. He says, for many years, we've been blessed and humbled with opportunities to serve God with our life group. Our life group worked together at the packing party. When you work side by side with others, a bond will inevitably form. God's plan for the church is to connect with people and grow spiritually together as we serve. As our life group continues to serve together, our faith will increase and we will be provided more opportunities to follow Jesus. We look forward to experiencing God's presence in new ways, all while advancing the kingdom. Uh, that's, that's a missions report there that we should be proud of, church. Let's thank the Lord for uh, what he did in and through Holland Chapel in the mission field in 2022. The next slide is all about groups. And I'm going to tell you before you hear the, the commercials, if you will, of the testimonies on, on groups that group signups are going on right now. When, you, when we say groups at Holland Chapel, we mean life groups, which are families coming together uh, regularly on a weekly basis to study God's Word and to have a meal together. We also mean, when we say HC groups, we mean connect groups. That looks like the moms group or the hiking group, or I consider men's softball a connect group, uh, where you get together over a common interest or hobby. Uh, HC groups also means growth groups, which is Bible studies where uh, groups of uh, people sit down and study God's Word together, whether it be on a Wednesday morning or on a Sunday morning or on a Thursday evening. Growth groups uh, encompass, are encompassed with HC groups and then also recovery groups. So when we talk about groups, those are the categories that we mean. And group signups are going on right now. In fact, many of those groups will begin next week. And I want to encourage you to go to the HC app, uh, fill out the online connect 
gift card and, and write which group you and your family would like to participate in. Grant shared us a, an awesome stat last week. We just had our 1,000th online Connect card filled out. Uh, we began the online Connect card back during COVID, and we just had our 1,000th one. So you guys jump in and sign up for an HC group uh, because many of them, again, will be starting next week. Let's look at these testimonies here. The one on the left is from Jessica Westbrook. She says, through our life group, we were connected and befriended by couples on the same path towards God as we are. The members of our life group have become close friends who we not only are able to talk to and ask questions about church and God, but also just hang out with or grab dinner. We are so excited not only to continue to grow in faith ourselves, but to watch our kids build relationships with God and others through HC Kids and our life group over the next year. The top testimony there is from a gentleman named Matt Ginther. He says, being involved in a group has been something I've always wanted to do. That's the testimony of many people who get into HC groups. They say, well, I've always known I should do it, or I always thought about it. Well, Matt and his family took the leap uh, the last couple of years, specifically last year with Better Man, as he mentions there. He says, in 2022, I made it a priority, and I'm glad I did. Life groups and the Better Man group were both great experiences and opportunities to further worship, meet, and grow with the Holland Chapel Church family. You see the numbers there, over 350 people connected in an HC group of some kind. Eight new groups in 2022, 35 different HC groups, and 16 new leaders taking on those growth groups, life groups, connect groups. Autumn Henry shares a testimony. Being plugged into an HC life group has impacted our lives in ways we never expected. We knew we found our church home in HC, but having that tight-knit family bond in small groups has only strengthened our appreciation for all that HC represents. Would you like to thank God for the groups uh, that were formed and enjoyed in 2022? Our next slide there is on HC Kids. Some awesome testimonies uh, regarding HC Kids Ministry. Some numbers over here, 123 at the uh, Summer Vacation Bible School. 101 first-time guests in HC Kids. 18 babies dedicated. I would like to speak to the Baby Dedication Day. That's an awesome day that Miss Mallory puts on twice a year for those newborn babies. And I've been able to be in that room where uh, grandparents and aunts and uncles and mom and dad and friends gather around that baby. And they all commit to praying and to leading that child child to come to know Jesus. And it's a wonderful, beautiful thing to see the, the relationships and the bonds formed as they all commit that, that we want to do everything we can so that this child grows up to know Jesus Christ. And that, that was 18 of those in 2022. They had an average Sunday morning attendance of 89, uh, 58 different scripture verses memorized. That's what it's all about, right? Hiding God's word in those little child's hearts. A few of those testimonies. We'll start at the top with Miss Lindsay Forga. She said, HC Kids has played a big role in our kids' journey to learning about and loving Jesus. Our three-year-old gets so excited about going to church on Wednesday and Sunday, and our oldest recently made the decision to ask Jesus into her heart. And without a doubt, her group leaders helped guide her to do so. Our family is so grateful for HC Kids. Kayla Pfeiffer, if you've not seen their little boy Lawson smile, you are missing out. They participate in Holland Chapel's Limitless Ministry. It's a, a ministry uh, for special needs children. And she says, HC Kids has been a huge blessing to our family. The willingness to include all types of kids by way of Limitless has been extremely good for our hearts. 
Each volunteer has gone above and beyond to show the love of Jesus in the ways they love our kids and the relationships they have created with us. Would you join me in thanking HC Kids volunteers that pour into those little children each week? And the final testimony there from Miss Lauren McBride, she says, I'm so grateful for HC Kids and all the volunteers here at Holland Chapel. My girls tell me with pure excitement each Sunday about what they learned about Jesus. I pray my girls continue to grow in Christ and to form some everlasting friendships. There is nothing more important to my mama heart than seeing my children love the Lord. And seeing it grow and deepen fills my soul with joy. Thank you, HC Kids, for all you do for our children. It was a wonderful year in HC Kids in 2022. And parents, uh, we want to encourage you to be looking for a new entrance, a new uh, check-in process coming very soon. It'll be the same door. You'll still go in the same way. But we're real excited to show you some adjustments made to that check-in and entrance uh, of HC Kids coming in the near future. Future, what a year they experienced in 2022. Our next slide is all about HCSM. HCSM stands for Holland Chapel Student Ministry, and this is one that I have to set a timer on myself or I would talk about for the rest of the morning. We had an awesome year in Holland Chapel Student Ministry, and these testimonies in the top right picture there, they uh, represent our senior guys. We have uh, a, a large group of senior uh, guys and also an equally large group of senior girls. It's actually going to be the largest senior class that Holland Chapel Student Ministry has ever had. On In May, we're going to stretch seniors across this stage, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful day. But these testimonies are all from those senior guys, and I'll be sharing those in just a moment. But you see some numbers there. 97 uh, people attended summer mission trips through HCSM. 126 attended Reality Weekend last February, and that is coming up. So our current sign-up for HCSM is for Reality Weekend. It's a weekend discipleship conference where churches, uh, students from all churches in this area gather at First Baptist, have an awesome weekend. And those sign-ups are currently going on now. So if you have a 5th through 12th grade student, go to Holland Chapel's website and go to the student page and sign up those students students at Reality Weekend because we hope to have a lot more than 126 this year and we don't want your child missing out. So that's what's currently going on as far as HCSM goes. You can see there that for those summer mission trips, $11,800 was raised by 92 different students during service projects, another way that the whole church comes together in ministry. I love it. Students serving you guys and you guys participating in summer missions with your financial contributions. You see there at the top, Ashton Hubbard's uh, comment. He said, HCSM really showed me how to be close with God and walk with Him. It showed me how to lead others to Christ, and it really means a lot that I get to participate in it. Another senior young man there, uh, Tyler Kelly, he said, HCSM has given me a family in Christ that I was missing. It's easy to find friends in the world, but it's hard to find other real Christians to fellowship with. That's where HCSM has helped me. And those uh, those Young men's group leaders, Brad Duncan, Andrew Tilly, our senior girls group leaders, Terry Lou Allen, uh, Brittany Cotton, and Ashley Yaza are just some of the 74 different volunteers that served in HCSM on Wednesdays in 2022. I want to preface these next two numbers here because it's not encompassing of the whole year. You see, in the summertime when we go to pools or we have backyard parties, we don't always take attendance. 
on our big nights. We're going to have a campfire night here in February. We don't always take attendance. And so these next two numbers are really from about 28 weeks, which makes those numbers really pop off the page to me, and I hope they do to you as well, that 335 students attended on one of 28 or so nights where we came in here and we preached God's word, and they had small group, and they sang worship. And so 335 students, and of those, we had 139 first-time guests. That means students inviting their friends to come to church, to hear about Jesus, to meet their group leaders. Uh, what an incredible group of leaders that we have. It couldn't be done without our leaders. And I want to continue to say thank you, thank you, thank you to those HCSM leaders. Our last testimony there is from another senior young man named Stephen Smith. He's one of the many that I get to see not only live it, live it out here on Wednesday nights, but at the school. I've gotten to see Stephen lead a, a devotional on a, on a Friday morning at Benton High School in front of his peers. And to see them live it out in the community is just a real blessing to my heart. I know it is to you guys as well. Uh, Stephen Smith said, HCSM welcomed me with open arms as, I, as soon as I walked through the doors. This loving atmosphere has influenced me to spread that love to others. HC also led me to act as a disciple for others through my public proclamation of faith and baptism. Additionally, I am so grateful for the opportunity to work alongside the younger kids at Holland Chapel, leading them closer to Christ. Our goal with students is to have those students ready to take that next step, right? They're all moving off either to college or to adulthood here in this community. We want them to be ready to serve and to participate and to contribute to a local church wherever the Lord leads them. And I'm so proud of this group of students for doing so. And I want to say this real quickly before we move on from that. Uh, we just started a brand new series. We're actually, we had a kind of an intro this past week, and we're, we're just getting going in the book of John. If you have a student in your house or in your neighborhood or a student that you know that needs to be involved in a student ministry, Wednesday would be a perfect time for them to get involved before we get going in this semester. It's a, it's a wonderful time, and if you want to come into a worship service on a Wednesday night and have your heart encouraged, join in with us in here on a Wednesday night at about 6.30, and I promise you that you will be blessed. Uh, the next slide there is of our 75th anniversary day. What a day that was back in October. Holland Chapel turned 75. May we never, ever forget uh, what God has done through 75 years of ministry at Holland Chapel. We were blessed to partner with many other great ministries, not only on that day, but throughout the year. We participate and, and support other uh, area ministries, and we have some thank yous there. They all sent in thank yous. We couldn't fill the whole screen with them, but these are some of the thank yous of the recipients of that $75,000 that you raised to give away on our birthday. The family Farm says, thank you. Not only for this great financial blessing, but the love and support you have shown through the years. You truly are the hands and feet of Jesus. And John 3.16 Ministries say a big thank you to Holland Chapel for the generous gift. Thank you for loving John 3.16 Ministries and your continued support. New Beginnings Pregnancy Center. They say thank you so very much for your generous gift. Because of your gift, we are able to be the hands and feet of Christ to families in need. And then Kirk Stewart, he says we were overwhelmed by your gift. We are so grateful and so blessed by what you've, done, what you've done. Your gift has been such an impact on our ministry. 75 years of helping people find and follow Jesus. And then you'll see some numbers there on the bottom right. And we say it every week, but I want to say it again. Thank you so much 
for your incredible generosity, church. This is not just a saying or a time filler that we say to you each week. You truly are helping to spread the gospel of Jesus, not only here in these walls where men like Jeff Crone come to know Jesus back there or where little children are hiding God's word in their heart or where students are learning to follow Jesus on Wednesdays, but outside of these walls and in this community through those ministry partners and then even around the, the nation and around the world to places like India, your generosity is helping to spread the gospel. And we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. You can see there the general contributions were $1,174,922. And then the total given, which includes some designated funds as well as that 75 for 75 campaign, $1,384,627 given in 2022. Thank you, church. I want to thank you. And you can thank each other. So this next slide, the last one, just simply says worship, serve, and connect. And my question to you is what will we see in 2023? We, we don't know what 2023 holds. We don't know what God has in store for us. But I fully, wholeheartedly believe this. If we all commit to worshiping God with our lives, if we commit to serving our neighbors, if we commit to connecting with other believers, I believe we're going to see so many more numbers that represent stories next year so much more life change than we could ever imagine we're going to see new believers we're going to see new connections we're going to see new groups started we're going to see new mission works going but it starts with us as we've remembered and now as we look forward let's go forward together in unity to help people find and follow Jesus I want to ask you now if you would to join me in a word of prayer as we thank God for what he has done here at Holland Chapel, as you personally thank God for what last year looked like in your life, whether you're counting blessings and running out of fingers or whether your blessings are just recognizing that you are here today and that God brought you through it and that God is good, I want to ask you to join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all of these stories. Thank you, Lord, for the life change that we witnessed last year. Thank you for the connections that were made, the smiles that are in those pictures. And ultimately, Lord, and most importantly, we want to thank you for Jesus because were it not for your love for us, demonstrated through the life of Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection, Lord, we wouldn't have anything to celebrate. But oh, what you can do with the believer whose life has been changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've witnessed that in 2022, and we can't wait to witness it on an even larger scale this year. And so we say thank you. Lord, if there's one in this room today that is looking back and thinking that something's missing from their life, Lord, may they realize that that thing is a relationship with you. May they come to saving faith in you this morning, recognizing their, their desperation for a Savior. We pray they would make that decision this morning and start this year off the best way anyone could. We pray, Lord, that our worship now would be pleasing to you and that your name alone would be magnified. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.